you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. system here at Lambeau Field saying we want the ball and we're going to score. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Yes, Matt Hasselbeck. Bold. All right, it didn't work out, but it doesn't take away the fact that it was uh, – it was a bold thing to say. I loved it. Too bad it didn't work out. Anywho, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We're very excited and uh, also on the other side of the glass because our esteemed guest today, none other than one of the great rising stars. I don't even know if uh, it, if uh, I'm too late to the party to call her a rising star because I think she's just now a star in the sports media from ESPN, the host of the Mina Kimes podcast with Lenny or starring Lenny? Or do you prefer? Featuring Lenny. Featuring Lenny. It's Mina Kimes. How are you? Good. I feel so welcome after reliving one of my top five worst sports memories with you now. The house. Is that top five anymore? Because, yeah, it's still top five. Well, let's start there. You know what I, you know what one of the, the first, one of the, the first things I would say about you is, is that you're funny. That's what, uh, that's what occurs to me. My first uh, started to, to see your stuff when you would sit next to Dan Lebetard uh, and Poppy. And then since then, of course, uh, the, the pages you make and the work you do on uh, Around the Horn and Beyond. And now the, uh, the new podcast. And you just had Matt Hassel back on. Yeah. Which is no, which is no uh, crazy coincidence, because you're a, a Seahawks fan, eh? I was really nervous. I've, ne- I haven't been. I would think so. Yeah, and we weren't in the same room. And also, so the podcast, um, it's featuring Lenny insofar as he gets to ask one question at the end. It's usually a rude question. And if I was an unbiased person, I would have probably made a reference to 
his most humiliating moment, which is the, you know, want the ball and we're going to score, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. And I also asked the question in my dog's voice and I was trying to work up the courage all day to do that with my, my hero. And I, I did it and I hated myself so much afterwards. No, no, no. It's not, but I, I think that that is a great uh, aspect of what you do is as opposed to the majority of people still in, in uh, 2018 here, people still are bashful about saying that they like football and a of course, you don't just randomly like the sport of football as a whole. The way that most anybody comes to love a sport is that they latch onto a team, right? And you you refuse to pretend as though you don't have loyalties. Well, and you as well. And I think the people. I, who I don't do know what that, that means, but okay. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm more critical of the team as a result than other that's people. exactly right. You know what I mean? Like because I know them and I hate them and they drive me crazy. So I'm a homer. I mean, so okay. Uh, last week, Bobby Wagner blocks a field goal, completely illegal, mm-hmm. very clearly illegal. I'm not going to go out and argue that it's legal, but I am also going to say it was awesome and I loved it. And I feel like you should do both those things at the same time. Also, neither of us is nine years of age. Ergo, hopefully, <laughs> we're lucid enough that we can criti- not just criticize our team, but yeah, you, uh, the, yes, we root for a team. But what you think, this is what I always tell people, what I think does not necessarily equal what I want and vice versa. <laughs> Fair? 100%. I Richard Sherman just uh, said the CX are a mediocre football team and CX fans got mad. I was, he kind of had a point was my take. because, And I love the team and I want them to beat Richard Sherman, but I also know when someone says something that has a – veracity to it yeah that's right and uh, you know I, I because I feel like I have to pat myself on the back for doing this big win by the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday and I was quick to point out that Eli Rogers of course was not the victim of uh, of pass interference he just took a random dive as they would call it in hockey and hockey he would have gotten two minutes for diving on the play and uh, some Steelers fans didn't like that but that that proves that I also you're unbiased I can be objective he looked sometimes. pretty good Eli Rogers he didn't look bad well maybe we'll have time for that I do want to talk about some Seahawks stuff we also have to get to the literal 10-foot pole we'll see what Mina Kimes thinks about that as well as the uh, fast approaching Shecky Awards 2018 is almost at its end that means that it's time to punctuate the year as we do every year with the Shecky Awards and I think Mina Kimes will have some interesting thoughts and uh, and we'll test her on that in a little bit but I want to talk about the Seahawks first of all a few things because I heard you it came through in your voice not in a nervous way or anything like that but it 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 was clear to me that you cared you were excited to be talking to Matt Hasselbeck and so on first of all the uniforms you don't like the green the the, the neon green it's a, a travesty action green is what I called. can I tell you something no I didn't like it I thought it was I thought it was an eyesore at best yes. Horrible. But I've kind of come around on it. I may. I don't know. Because I'm hipping now. My eye. <laughs> I used to think I was old school, but now, like, uh, but now I'm I'm getting with the times. This is what the kids like. I like. I like that. I don't know why it's striking to me. It doesn't. Maybe it's where it's bad is if they were playing like the Seahawks. I mean the uh, Eagles. Oh. If it's like that dark green against that green, then blech. You but remember, it was a good matchup for them. Do you remember that color rush game a couple years ago? It was, I want to say the Jets and the Bills or something, but yes. it was it was all, the all greens against all reds, and it turned out colorblind people couldn't tell what was going on on television. That's how I feel. Whenever I watch the action green, I just feel like it's so confusing and perplexing, 
and horrifying. And Hasselback said the same thing. He was he thought I would like it because I was young. I will tell you this, Dave. I only see older folks wearing the action green when I'm mm. walking about. I didn't say I'm going out to the store and getting myself one. I'm just saying that now I'm I'm more open minded to it than I previously was. Do you like the uh, what the uh, what was it like sea foam? That they used to wear in the Hasselbeck days, that kind of the Reebok jerseys, that weird like that. silvery blue, or Didn't did you like that. the Zorn era? The Zorn, I, I'm. You have some of the best throwback jerseys in the NFL. Why not? Like, can you imagine Russell Wilson in the royal How don't blue? They do it? How beautiful! How many people would run out to buy? Those royal blues. They, those were those were among the very best. They Gorgeous. really need to do that. What is then? You started your little list there. You don't have to do all five. What's worse for you? Super Bowl 40 or Super Bowl 49? 40. Is that right? Because you guys cheated and you know that. But also, um, 49, we had already won. Mm-hmm. God, I, I have worked so hard to beat we out of my vocabulary. And Don't! And I, I just embrace we it. We ended up. Okay. The team <laughs> had won. And if they hadn't won, 49 would probably have been the worst day of my life, the worst day in human history. But they had won. Mm-hmm. Had the tattoo on my arm already, so it wasn't like like we had just been to the mountaintop, and I think once that happens, the next year tends to kind of feel like gravier, anyways. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I didn't talk to anyone for forty eight hours, turned off all social media, disappeared off the face of the earth, but I got over it. And, it, and people always taunt me with it now. By the way, they were right to throw. That's a whole other thing. But I don't really. They were know. right to throw it, eh? Not that throw, but yes, it was a passing situation. I, we don't have to do this. We don't have to do. I don't want to. I don't want to belabor it because I, if nothing else, because I don't want to pick at the scab. <laughs> but I do want to say the correct thing was run on first down as they did, mm-hmm. run on second down, then get to the line, throw it on third down, stop the clock, fifteen seconds remain. All the the highest stakes for one play in pro football history. Fourth down and goal from the one with 15 seconds. That would have been the greatest moment in pro football history. As it was, it was pretty exciting, I guess. I had no rooting interest, though. You got to pass to maintain optionality on third down, and the defense was, what what, you're doing? I always get duped into doing this, Mm. and I don't want to do it. I want to be that guy. I'm I'm very happy. I'm not coming off of a happy weekend. No, indeed. No, courageous move to even show up today because (laughs) the Seahawks have been riding so high. They were one of the great stories. That leads me into something that I think you and I kind of agree on from what I can glean from your social media and otherwise is you and I like, you know, in 2018 and, you know, up until about two weeks ago, the the story of the season was no one's playing any defense, and what's further, running game optional. Now all of a sudden, your Seahawks are relevant because primarily because of the run, and now the Ravens, Ravens are in the yeah. mix too, and so many vapid cynics out there <laughs> down on Lamar Jackson because he is not pinpoint accurate like Tom Brady in his prime ignoring the fact that they're that they're possessing the ball for two-thirds of every game and dominating teams yeah. like a like a I keep referring to them as a big eight powerhouse kind of offense just handing the ball off to multiple guys the quarterback included in that mix and it and it's devastating to try and contend with it not to mention physically puts a toll on your defense not just for that week but the next week I was thinking about that last night watching the Rams right because I hate 
the whole, the, oh, there's a blueprint to stop the Rams, and the, the Lions gave us the blueprint, I guess. Um, but you're seeing a trend. And, and, and this isn't just with the Rams. I think it's something you're seeing around the NFL, but with the Rams, it stands out the most, which is you're seeing these defenses basically say, yeah, run it. We'll drop seven. We're not going to buy it on play action. Just, you know, do your little thing with Todd Gurley, run around, whatever. What happens when all of the defenses in the NFL start drafting for that, start uh, scheming for that, moving in that direction, and then you smash them like the Ravens are doing? Because I, I, I really think there's, there's a bit of a zigging where the rest of the league is zagging going on. Now, the Ravens have a much better defense in Seattle, which is... Do I say that all the time, the zig and the zag really? business? I do that all the time. So we like... I really... You don't want to play Lamar Jackson in this Ravens defense and this Ravens rushing attack right now if you're in the AFC. I mean, I, I don't think... He's got a long way to go, and I am as cautious about him as I am cautious about Allen and Rosen and Darnold at this point. But that... As a whole, when you look at that attack and what they're doing, I really think it's terrifying. Well, and besides the point, and I'm not just trying to, I'm not taking a shot at uh, Joe Cool, or perhaps I am, but either way, that's the other option. It's yeah, Joe Flacco. What, who do you think is, who's standing there on the sideline that you're so upset that Lamar Jackson's getting wrapped? Here's here's the simplest way. Obviously, it's, uh, um, you know, you're going to have to uh, make some assumptions here, but I assume that the Ravens would not have won the games that they've just won if it had been Joe Flacco. In fact, I have a hunch, having watched Joe Flacco closely mm-hmm. over his career, they would have lost on Sunday to the Buccaneers. That was a Flacco special to lose that game <laughs> in the rain against a bum yeah. team that they had no business losing. Turnovers. To. They would have lost that game. Yeah. I mean, Joe Flacco is maybe the most known quantity in the league. And and at the beginning of this year, people were kind of talking themselves into him again. But I just pulled his numbers before he went down. And it's, I think, uh, 30th and passer rating, third 20-something in yards per attempt. Like, he just is that guy now. He's been that guy for three or four years like so you're I don't know what kind of upside they people who want him over Jackson would expect out of him in these situations well and and it's funny because it is something that you can also look at just about every year if not every other year that it's the Ravens brain trust that gets seduced by the same thing as the fans do which is maybe this year we can run the offense through five maybe he's maybe we can be a pass first offense and then around week six or eight Oh, yeah, right. We have Joe Flacco. We can't do that week in and week out and make it to the playoffs doing it that way. That's why they drafted uh, Lamar Jackson. I've been impressed with uh, what Mornwig and Roman, who have experience dealing with mobile quarterbacks, as you know, what they've done with Lamar. And it's interesting to contrast with the approach in Buffalo. I I hate this because I I feel like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are so – quarterbacks sometimes drop in the same class become linked Mm -hmm. in unfair ways. And there's – this like meta conversation about why Allen got drafted where he did and why Lamar did and what it means. And they're going to be compared to every step of their way. Just looking at them as football players right now, their production is like uncannily similar, you know, but they're doing it in remarkably different ways. Lamar Jackson, that entire offense we've been discussing is built around his rushing ability in the run. And, Joe, Josh, Joe Allen, <laughs> Josh Allen is just running for his life, right? Because they still, they wanted the pocket passer. They got him. He's completely not that. Uh, and as a result, but he's not, they're not sort of building that offense around him. He's just scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. And he's fantastic. He's a, he's a bulldozer. He, mm-hmm. He's a great runner. He's terrific. But 
I don't know. I, he's I like Cam what, Newton. He, is that? I think that's a, a really good comp for him. I think it's so similar. I just said this. We're you know, zigging, zagging. I, 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 I absolutely think that, and it reminds me of sometimes of the bad Cam years, where they would have these long, slow developing plays and dropping back, and they didn't really have great personnel, and he would get hit. And and I'm watching Josh Allen, and I don't want him to be in that offense. Um, obviously, they don't have you know great talent around him, but the, those two quarterbacks have. What they're doing is remarkably similar right now. It is true that what they also unfortunately share early. Cam, the difference with him is it, the, it's it's weird to me when world-class athletes who seem to have a handle on all aspects of their physical nature except for spatial awareness, yeah. which in terms of I'm going full speed, that guy is running fast in my direction, I got to get down before he reaches me. Mike Vick didn't have that. It's weird, the guys that, like, their the world, you know, they, they can figure it all out on the fly, and it makes your head spin that, that that you're the same species. But it's weird. Russell Wilson has it. Colin Kaepernick has it. Yep. But other guys do not have it, and it's their undoing. And if they don't figure it out, they're going to be RG3. Uh, that's another similarity. I think both Allen and Lamar are putting themselves in danger way too much every game. Both guys and – that needs to stop and I don't know how I don't RG3 was interviewing on the sideline I think he was talking about how he's been trying to get don't be like me kind of situation um but it's not I I haven't noticed any difference in in the way Lamar is approaching the field I've seen him progress a little bit as a passer and I and I I think he's great at running the option is a good decision maker but the slides I mean let's jump in on Cam in just a second here because we have some business to tend to one it's a point of division between you and me I want to see if we agree on this the Seahawks are a nice story. I declared, because uh, like Larry, uh, like uh, the late great Jerry Orbach says at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. And I was wrong about the Chicago Bears. And it turns out, it, or at least it appears, I was wrong about the Seattle Seahawks. I declared in August they were not going to the playoffs. Mm. I felt very sure about this. That being said, how much better would they be? And have you looked through the late, first round and second round to see who the Seahawks could have taken instead of Penny. Of course, I think about that every day. And every who time would that I have been? Derwin James, one, like one pick before they traded down. Is that right? That's that's how it plays? Well, I'm sick as a Steelers fan. It I, me. Oh, him on Derwin the Steelers. James, could there Derwin be a more necessary James. player I, I mean, in last, defense? Last autumn, I, I oh, if they could somehow, like they did with so Palomalu, move up to get this guy. That's what oh, they we had. don't need a safety. We could just, you know, put a bunch oh, of Oh, they could have. But yes, Derwin James. Oh, yeah. How much better could you have been? That's right. All right, let's let's talk about it now. Okay, I you said you made some some little some cute crack about oh Thanksgiving, the relatives gathering around, and the crazy old drunk uncle's gonna make (laughs) the joke about QB wins being a stat, and then I and then I said, well, they do matter. Now argue. Why QB wins don't matter. Of course they matter. He handles the ball every play. What guy What guy is really good, but his team just perennially stinks? I mean, or vice versa. It just doesn't exist in the 21st century NFL. I guess if the QB wins crowd, Lamar is four and one, so he's one of the best quarterbacks. Okay, but I let him off the hook. He's a he, he's <laughs> a rookie on, anyway. Come I'm, on. I'm not gonna... It's the perfect. 
perfect example right hey, there. I, but I, 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 and I like him. I but, argue but that he doesn't even that he's not bad. Is by by traditional he's measures, he's not throwing the ball, or he's not traditional by 2018 standards. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but neither is Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. He's excellent, but that four and one stat, it, his role in that is. So tangential. I mean, it's just part of the bigger picture, right? Which is the thing with QB wins. It look good. If Lamar Jackson's going to be your one, that's going to be uh, that's going to be rough because he's played for uh, a month. Good quarterbacks do tend to win games, but there are so many other metrics that are so much more valuable and tell you such a more complete picture of who they are and their performance. That why would you even go to wins? In terms of we're in, we're just talking about evaluating quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Why would you even go to wins as a because if you're differentiating between say two medium type you know backs guys in the in the soft middle like a Dalton and a Flacco you know or whatever. There's so many things you can look at that will give you a, a better picture of who's better and who you'd want. To I'll push back on uh, uh, it, it, as best I can here, and I uh, understand going in that you are you are going to defeat me because you're much uh, brighter than I. However, it matters because come play because the season ends. It is not college football. It is not let's vote on it and see who we feel collectively is the best because of this body of evidence. Instead, they do a proper playoff and they do it every year. And at the end of it, one team gets the Lombardi trophy until they give out multiples or they decide, let's just scrap this playoffs and vote on it on New Year's Day. Then it does matter how it who who wins and not just wins games, but wins games enough to get to the playoffs and then shines brightest. And that's that's a real thing. Here's another guy. Saints went seven and nine for approximately four hundred years in the late two thousands. Was Drew Brees a seven and nine quarterback? Is that was he just bad? Was he below I, average? Because that's what seven you and nine. Again, no better than I, but Below average road. is what 7-9 means. Was well, degrees below average? Number nine on the road <laughs> for a long stretch was average, right? And by the way, in this age where the, – and the your Seahawks really are the ones who I think kind of figured this out first, or at least it played out uh, that made them look uh, really smart and were the trailblazers of this, which is – and the 49ers uh, at the same time, which is if we have a good QB – Still on his rookie yeah. deal. It allows us to spend on luxury items and flesh out the roster and make it really strong top to bottom. At the same time that that was happening, those were the two world beaters on the NFC side. You had Brady and Peyton, and they were, in fact, being measured up against mm. the two young guns. But, in fact, those two guys, 12 and 18, were carrying things on a level that the NFC guys were not because their rosters were uh, were a little more specious outside of the QB spot and what that quarterback needed to succeed offensively, right? Do you think that approach, by the way, which has been since you're right, the Seahawks were kind of the the first ones to do it so obviously, do you think that still is the key to building a Super Bowl contender? I was Again, another thing I was thinking about last night, watching the Rams, the most all-in team mm-hmm. I can think of That's in right. NFL history. And yet, uh, you know, not all of their signings have worked out. So they look pretty good. I mean, Marcus Peters has come around. Well, that wasn't a free agent signing, but Sue's fine. Um, Depends if you talk to some of the fans at the Coliseum. They might disagree today. I don't know if you saw Marcus Peters talk. No. What did he do? He's sassy. Oh. Yeah, he, he, he was very someone? sassy to a spectator. A in, sassy. In the, <laughs> yeah. Was it a counter sass, though? I, it was unclear. It? I got, I, apparently there was a heckler 
in the front row, and Marcus mm-hmm. Peters took exception and uh, paid a visit to that guy. I have a, a th- so this is mostly an NBA thing, but I think it works for the NFL too. You can heckle, but if you heckle to the point where a player can see it, they can challenge you to a fight, mm. and you have to accept or leave the stadium. I love it. You like that? I'm in for that. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to, he- if you're down to throw down with Marcus Peters, heckle away, but then he can point at you and say, "Meet me in the octagon." I like that. I like it better because I always felt like the great equalizer in hockey. Your Seattle's getting a hockey team, you know, so you better get ready for that. Power play. That's a hockey well, term, right? Maybe that could be the name of the team. Seattle power plays. What, what, what would you like to name them? The Seattle bring the NBA back, please, nows. Okay. Hmm. All right. Let's put it, put it in pencil because I don't know. Um, but uh, that when the guys – periodically every once in a every half decade or so a hockey player gets mad because somebody is taunting him or throws a beer on him or something and he'll literally jump over the glass and try and fight somebody (laughs) but at least the equalizer is is that he's got skates on so like an average schnook might be able like you can't catch me because you're you're on cement now hockey guy and so that back and forth is is uh, interesting by itself but anyway um, I don't remember even what we were talking about. I, yes. I oh, no, you were going to make your Jared Goff. You were going to make your Jared Goff. Oh, no, I was just, you know, I was watching Because I think this and, is the perfect and, one. And thinking about that, and it was interesting because you mentioned the Bears and how you weren't high on them earlier, and I think that's the other side of it obviously working, right, where you've got the rookie quarterback. The reason I thought that wouldn't work before the season, so I was with you, I wasn't as high on the Bears, and I and I still have some questions, but um, I didn't believe in Mitch Trubisky. So, what I was thinking before the season was, and I still don't, but if your quarterback, if your rookie quarterback is replacement level-ish, do you want to go all in? Because do you want to preserve the optionality to find another quarterback if you mm-hmm. have to and throw in the towel on him? The Bears are kind of, in my opinion, showing us that you, you don't really have to do that. You, I mean, they're winning with average to below average play at times from their quarterback. So... It still seems to work in the NFL. You just have to pick the right players and have it's, the right coaches. I, but I think with with a larger body of evidence, we're in the first decade of this. But if uh, assuming things uh, stay as they are, it it, it really do, there's two ways to skin the cat beyond just how you approach offense and whether or not you throw the ball 80 percent of the time versus if you try to go uh, you know big eight old school and run the ball all the time. Either way, by the way, I do love that because growing up for me, you're you're much younger than I, but. Um, when I was growing up, what was great about college football versus the NFL was the variation in offensive uh, philosophy. Now that's more NFL. Now everybody yeah. just spreads it out in college. Now you have these diff- these pockets totally. of run-based teams and throw it all over. I-, I-, I love that kind of thing. But, yeah, the last five years, who's won the Super Bowl? It's either Tom Brady – or it's one of the it's cheap quarterback. it's these guys who yeah the, these these full rosters who happen to have a talented guy at quarterback who's still on his rookie deal. The Rams are going to be interesting to see how deep they can go in the playoffs. Working it uh, from uh, from that side. All right, let's do a little something now. Oh, but anyway, that's you, you did also say something. I don't want to expose anything, <laughs> but you did say to me. I said you said oh your question was whose stats. 
How did you phrase it? You said something about. I don't remember. I said, I said, QB wins matter. And oh. you say, how? Well, well, let me ask it to you this way. And then you ask the question, whose stats are different than what you think of him? As oh, a QB? our internet exchange. Yes. yes. Right. So who's someone where wins dramatically changes your perception of them in a way that's not reflected in other stats, perhaps? Cam Newton. So he's just a winner. Matt Ryan. The good and the bad. Okay. So walk me through the Matt Ryan one because I, I feel like the Cam one we've talked about a bit. But Our, well, Let me just say, you're not going to like what I say oh. about this. Ooh. But a human being is susceptible to pressure. And that's, that's a reality that people don't okay. want to accept. That sometimes in the big moments, there is a – and by the way – it's a mounting thing. If you are, if you're tagged, if you, I, I, as I always said, Tony Romo is a great example of this. Tony Romo, the idea that he wasn't great, that he's a, he's a borderline Hall of Famer, but if he takes that Cowboys team to a Super Bowl, they may, he maybe is a Hall of Famer, but he's not going to go to the Hall now. And this idea that relatively early in his career at 13-3, and three, they were the heavy favorites to knock off the upstart Giants. Instead, Eli gets it done there. And this begins a, uh, a, a double whammy, which is Eli's clutch. Tony Romo is a choker. And the more that keeps going on, that once you get a couple, uh, a, a couple of examples of it, if you don't think that Tony Romo as the QB of America's team, doesn't hear that outside noise and isn't in the huddle in the last two minutes. Like, I better not blow. I can't blow this right now. That is definitely a human thing. And I think Matt Ryan is at this point in his career, you know, he was real close to the Super Bowl, but he's going to be defined unless something different happens in these next five years by taking that sack against the Patriots in the fourth quarter, thereby allowing the Patriots to rally. You're a smart man. So no. you know that Philip Rivers is significantly better than Eli Manning and belongs right. in the Eli in the yes. Hall of Fame where Eli doesn't. And yet, so I'm setting that as the baseline for just a, a point of agreement between us. Well, we haven't seen Phil get the chance in the big game. We don't know. What oh, so is. if you don't get the chance in the postseason to screw. I love old man Rivers, and I'll make excuses for him all day. I'll make excuses. I love him too. That's right. Listen, the fumble against the Patriots. What was that? Now, ten years ago. Then he then he has he has a terrible knee, and he goes out and plays on it. And his best offensive weapon, Ladainian Tomlinson, is unavailable in that one. Those are two games that they are slippery right now. I'm just I'm just (laughs) I'm just saying there are some exceptions that prove the rule. The other thing I always say about winning Lombardi's is here's the vexing thing for people Mm. when they announce, oh, we've watched Andrew Luck play for 15 minutes in the NFL now. He's going to win multiple Lombardies. Yeah, they only give out the one. And as long as they only give out one and they're more than uh, a couple good quarterbacks, it's not going to be the same guys winning it every year. That's going, they're going to be a handful of guys. And some guys like Dan Marino are going to slip through the cracks of history and not get a Super Bowl despite being one of the all-time greats. Well, Peyton Manning did a great job of sacking Cam Newton multiple times on those teams. Well, that was, that, that, there's one of your exceptions because, yeah, that was ridiculous that <laughs> Peyton Manning now has multiple Lombardis. That was, he, was a, he was certainly a passenger. All right, we'll get right back to Mina Kimes in just a second here. Quick word, though, for you about Control Center by Cavo. It's the one remote that does it all, like that ring in that movie or the three movies that they did where the the two little fellas carried it all the way to the top of the mountain and threw it in. But do not throw 
your Cavo-made control center. This holiday season, you want your loved ones to take control of their TV. With the gift of control center, what is it? It cleans up your home theater so you can control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use remote. Stop wasting precious time searching for shows. Plug in your stream or sound system, cable or satellite, even your game console, and control center. I have like a, I can't say ours. I'm sound like Jean-Claude Van Damaschek right now. Control Central. Control Central. No, but it's Control Center is how it's said. It's easy to use, easier uh, to say, easier to use even than it is for me to say. It's uh, easy for everyone to use. There's also a Find My Remote feature, so you don't have to panic if it disappears into the couch. Boy, this is uh, exactly what Damashek needs. If I have one shortcoming when it comes to working the remote, it's that sometimes I lose it and then have to go on a furious search for 90 minutes to two hours to find it. Control Center works with Amazon Alexa and Google Home, so you can even watch TV hands-free. It's the holiday season. Treat yourself and or your loved ones. Shop now. Get 40% off Control Center with promo code DAVE, D-A-V-E. That's $59.95, 40% off the regular price of $99.95. It's Control Center, available at Cavo, C-A-A-V-O.com, and Best Buy, Control Center by Cavo, one remote that does it all. Back to Kimes. All right, let's do this now. Ooh. Let's do, well, I'm gonna, okay, this is... Mina Kimes, you know, you've been around the block, oh. and you know there are a lot of jokers who are awfully courageous about announcing what they will and won't touch with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> but that's a figurative one. We go the extra mile. That's a literal 10-foot pole, Mina Kimes. Let's see what you will and won't touch with the literal 10-foot pole, and we'll start it off with Joe Cool here. Joe Flacco in 2019 – is a backup quarterback somewhere in the NFL, not a starting quarterback on opening day. Will you touch that statement with a 10-foot pull? I think the Jaguars are going to pay him, and I hate that. And it what? makes me sad. What a terrible mistake. What I was know, that? <laughs> but they... what? that's not what they need at all. I know, but you asking what I think will happen, not what should happen. So I'm not. I think he's going to be a starter because he's a winner. He keeps got those wins, Dave. <laughs> Great hair, though. He's not really a winner. The I mean, he had that five weeks yeah, uh, six years ago, but he's not exactly a, <laughs> a consistent winner in the NFL. So that's a no. You did not touch I that do, with I a think 10-foot pole. Next up, it, here we go. Oh. Has Tom Brady spaghetti? Oh, how did you want me to ask boy. this? One? Eddie spaghetti behind the glass. By the way, I meant to say it earlier. If you enjoy Mina Kimes, which I trust you do, if you're listening right now, uh, you must uh, make sure you check out the broadcast. She paid a visit to uh, Emma VP and her friend Ricky Hollywood's podcast about a month or two ago. And, yeah, uh, it was grand stuff. That was and the it, mountaintop, and then I'm kind of coming down. That's right. Yeah, that's fine. Now she has that's her fine. own podcast, though. I'm glad I inspired her to do so. Say, <laughs> look at you making a difference mm-hmm. in the world. Women inspire women um spaghetti how did you want me to ask this one about tom brady the last uh, playoff appearance for brady and belichick together Woo! is this it yeah. the last playoff appearance yeah this upcoming season all right i'm just at, okay is this the last playoff appearance for tom brady and bill belichick together 2018 or january of 2019 will you touch that with a 10-foot pole no though i i don't think it's gonna go great but um 
I don't think he's retiring after this season. 2019, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick then will be in the playoffs. Not just together, but <laughs> in the playoffs one year from now. Yes, I think it, so. I don't know. I think the you Jets. Think so? You think it's over? I don't know. I can't. The Jets? I, 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 you know what? I said a month ago, I will say to my credit, I have not been one of these people, whether I wanted it to be or not, just from just from fatigue from the same storyline. I do think dynasties are good for sports, period. However, because that particular dynasty has, has repressed my favorite team, I am a little raw about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's Patriots. And you're high on the Jets. I did not all oh, for five years. On to Cincinnati, all that kind of, no, I'm not high on the Jets. That, that is bad. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I wish – I'm glad you did, though, because I – I like I, Darnold. I was Darnold high from the beginning, and I, partly because I came with the name Darnold Schwarzenegger. And I, and I just want him to succeed so that I can trademark that. But I also, I really liked him. And, and he looked great. He looked great. On he really and did. He got so much cap space. Mm-hmm. But no, it's going to be Patriots. Ooh, well, maybe we should. You Am know I talking you into it? No. You're, what you're doing is making me change here. Ooh. I remembered that I want to get to this guy. <laughs> Levy and Bell in 2019 free agency will get the guaranteed loot and otherwise that he craves. What that figure is, it's hard to determine. 40 million, 50 million. He will get a suitor and he will be excited about the situation he lands in next uh, spring. Will you touch that with a 10-foot pole? Do I actually need to touch it? Yes, you do. Hi. Of course. It's a literal 10-foot pole, ain't it? Tap, yeah. tap, tap. You're nice, touching that. Nice where? Okay, first of all, where do you think he goes? Where is that situation? I think it's going to be the aforementioned New York Jets. You do? Yeah. I could say it, it lines up, right? And I like that. I, I, I'm not a I, – listen, I do not believe in paying running backs a ton of money in 2018, but I like what it would do for Darnold's development to have Le'Veon as an outlet because God knows he could use that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me to do that. But, I mean, people keep th- – forget James Conner. Forget even Jalen Samuels. I'm going to like Josh Adams. How many examples do you need? Chris yeah. Carter. How many examples are needed that you don't use a first-round pick or devote that percentage of your cap space to a running back? Steelers are such a good example, too, of why running backs don't matter, but running matters in a way. Like hmm. they, they, You're the expert, so I don't want to – on this team. Um, but it's so apparent to me that they need an efficient running game to – for Ben to play his best and to have that offense clicking the way it does. But because the offensive line is the best in the NFL or if, you know, top three, the back doesn't matter. I mean, they t- I think it takes a while to learn for backs to learn how to play with that line a little bit. I, that's clear from Jalen yeah. Samuels and his, uh, I'm going to name drop, Maurice Jones-Drew. I said I was obsessed by the, the play that they ran four times, which was that odd little – stand still. I mean, uh, oh, Roethlisberger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roethlisberger in the gun and gets it and then turns about, you know, two feet away and pitches it to Jalen Samuels, who is standing still, and then they run that weird counter, the same play. And it it was four for four. I mean, it really was – if there was one play that was run over and over again that defined the game, it was that one. And it was weird. He said because he needs it in space. He's not – uh, a tactician. Yes. Jalen Samuels is not a tactician. Yes. He just needs to use his athleticism. Watch him in college at all. He, yeah, he was an really H-back. A, yeah, he's not a between the tackles. Not even a running back. Kind of guy, right. but he looked fantastic. And again, that's... Well, that's going to be a big loss. Mike Munchak's going to get a head coaching gig somewhere. That I was so. I didn't like the 
Tomlin needs to get fired talk necessarily, but my concern was if this team doesn't even make the postseason, which they still may not, um, what a waste of high-end talent. And the larger concern is Mike Munchak's going to walk, and then their position of strength, their uh, offensive line is probably going to diminish a little not bit. not seeing a lot of I – mean, I guess Doug Marone's the line guy, but I mean, you're not seeing a lot of offense line – coaches get those spots anymore maybe that's a you know a market an opportunity for someone an arbitrage thing like how Jim or John Harbaugh was the only special teams guy and for years that was a, a brilliant that's right maybe yeah. it's like go for the OL guy I don't know zigging while everybody's zagging I right like this zig now the guy now see everybody talks about the young uh progressive <laughs> offensive play caller me among them but people are sleeping on the OG, Andy Reid. He also fits that description, mm. even though he's not uh, 28 years old or whatever. Um, and Patrick Mahomes, what an explosion in uh, 2018 by this guy. What was the question you wanted me to ask here, Spaghetti? I have a question for you because I heard you talk about Hasselbeck. A decade from now, Patrick Mahomes is called the greatest quarterback in pro football history. Will you touch that with a 10-foot pole? One decade from now. Whoa, she did it. He's better than Brady, no, better I, than Marino, I, I, better than Elway, <laughs> better than Favre and Rodgers and everybody else. I think he's incredible. It's something I don't remember having seen this early right. to be playing at That's the level right. he is. I, in my my years on earth, I don't remember seeing it. Um, he also ended up in just the, the perfect situation. It's like a perfect storm of a million things clicking at the same time. And I got to think, by the way, our, it sounds like we both love him, so I'll call him our beloved Andy Reid, has enjoyed watching a little bit the uh, demise of young McVeigh over there because, you know, they, they, those offenses, it's funny, everyone compares them so much, and, but they're so different, right? The things we were talking about that people are doing to stop the Rams, you can't do that against the Chiefs. You can't do that with... With this young man, and I give out the uh, the Jenga award every year, the Je- the key Jenga piece, because in 21st century, all pro football teams are going to have injuries. But if you take the wrong one out, the whole thing can implode. Up. The QB is uh, we we don't uh, that's too yeah, easy. Yeah. That's uh, too elementary. You take anybody's quarterback away, they're probably going to be bad. I think Tyree Kill might be the Jenga oh, piece. I was it- saying the Rams almost cup. Sorry when I said cup. Yeah. Oh, who'd you say though? Cooper Cup, but yeah, oh, Cooper Rams, Cup. Yeah, I was thinking about that, but yeah. But imagine if you if you take Tyree Kill out of the mix, he might be the number one in all of pro football in 2018 because he really Man. is the difference maker. Kind of, if you think about it, he's gotten Mahomes off the hook a little bit. His difference making speed. I mean, the, the thing also that pro football players are hard to impress. Boy, that guy's really good. They to a man say. Boy, I've never seen anything like that speed out there. It's crazy yeah. how fast Tyree Kill is in person. And he's learning how to run routes. Yeah. Here. I mean, it, it is at an alarmingly rapid rate. You see him becoming a wide receiver basically in real time. And, and combined with that ungodly speed, it's just crazy. You're probably right. He does get doubled like half the time. So you take him out. Yeah, that would probably How be many games one. has he been silenced this season? Not many. Very few. Uh, I have the other question since you mentioned Andy Reid and uh, Sean McVay and company. The Chiefs and the Rams will both be watching Super Bowl 53 on TV because neither one of them's getting there. Will you touch that with a 10-foot pole? No, I think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Do you really? Fun. Do you not? Do you not? I don't know. I don't well, know. I don't know either. You can't. You can't. I'm I just, don't know me. I'm just after a spectator. I'm just along for the ride. I'm passively enjoying the 2018 season. If you're forced I, to pick a AFC, I 
I'm going to stick with my preseason pick, and not just because it was my preseason pick, only 98% of the reason. I'm going to stick with the Chargers. You picked the Chargers. Yeah. Preseason. I sat and I said the Chargers were going to win, despite no Melvin Gordon and uh, Keenan Allen going down. I was caught. What, Spaghetti? What are you laughing about? We're making fun of uh, overused check bit. What? The Chargers. We're making fun of you for always bringing up how often that you picked. What's bit? What's over you? I, I, I picked them to go to the Super That's, Bowl. That's a bit. You're just shooting your own horn. Right. So there's a certain uh, hub of NFL writers and such, NFL folks on Twitter, who love the Chargers and have loved the Chargers for a few years now. And I think it's because they are the good on paper team. And they were last year, too, and all of the underlying, if you like, numbers, everything suggests that they should be awesome. And yet, in the past, they've the special teams has kind of been the undoing and these like fluky accidents. So I, I, I would love a charge. Nothing more than a Charger Super Bowl. I hope you're right, David. I, am I don't believe it because of I've been burnt too many times on the Chargers, but I hope you're right. They just got to – the football gods are trying to smile on them with a, a little bit of health this year, even with Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon. If those guys are right, that – oh, I wanted to ask you too. What do you think about uh, the Mahomes v. Seahawks? Because that really – I mean, with the Chiefs coming up there yeah, this weekend, night. and if the Chargers can knock off the Ravens, then the Chargers – that was the question for Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes and company are going to be a wild card Ooh. in January. Uh, I think the Chiefs will win. You think they do take down your Seahawks? Uh, because I don't know if you saw. So part of the reason why the Seahawks did get shredded by Nick Mullins and company. Well, one is Kyle Shannon is the first and foremost reason. George Kittle is the second one. He is awesome. But uh, the Seahawks strong safety, Bradley McDougal, got hurt. He's been quietly incredible this season. And if he's not 100%, I don't really think that defense is a lot of hope. All right. Nick Foles will complete. This run for a couple more weeks, get the team to the postseason, win a game, thereby setting off a chain of events that fills Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson's offseason with questions about, shouldn't you really stick with Foles now? He's the one that's winning games for you. Carson Wentz might be better, but really you got to stick with the kid. He won us a Super Bowl. Come on. You got to, for the Eagles, you got to stick with Nick Foles. And Carson Wentz will be put back in there to start 2019. But the pressure will mount on the poor kid because all he has to hear about is the Super Bowl hero, Nick Foles. <laughs> um, I don't think... I'm not going to touch this one okay. because I don't think they're going to the playoffs because of uh, the odds right now are pretty low. Cowboys should win uh, their A lot next of stuff year. has to shake out. But I, as I was watching the Nick Folsening last night, I, I was thinking, man, as an Eagles fan, like, am I happy about this? Because you're right. It, if he actually wins out or looks awesome, it creates this kind of dreadful paradox because not only is the, there the question of should we hang on to Foles, should we trade him, that he's got the $20 million option, right? And you got to think if, if that happens, he will be a trade target. It then raises this other question of how come Carson Wentz couldn't do this, right? And I, it gets weird. It gets really weird. And Chris Collinsworth is not helping matters. He <laughs> says, okay, you can't do as much with Foles in there. You can't uh, run any of the boot action. You can't roll them at all. But, I mean, you know what? The players respond to him. That's not helping, Collinsworth. That's not a good thing to say. Why do you think Nick Foles looks so much better? Like, I have my theories about what's going on and why Wentz has struggled at times, but what do you think it is? No idea. 
<laughs> I, I I can't make any sense of it because I'm a pedigree snob. Carson Wentz is plainly the superior. He is better. Talent. 100%. He's bright. He's charismatic. All those yeah. things that you would look for in the guy running your offense, he seems to have them. So I think Nick Foles is the most fungible quarterback in the NFL. You can just drop him in, tell him what to do, and if you're a good play caller, and I still believe Doug Peterson is, he'll do it. And if he's having an accurate night um, – He'll win. He, he's, he's not going to try to force it to Ertz. He's not going to try to. That's the thing, I think, yeah, right? That's one. Yeah, that's a, he, Wes, he Wentz became obsessed by Zach Ertz's greatness and ignored Alshon Jeffrey. A me. lot of that. And I think Pearson kind of was letting Wentz take the reins to do the sort of occasional hero ball type things he does. And when he's not 100% healthy, it just doesn't work out. But he's clearly better. Than Nick Foles, but man, it's gonna be. I weird. I know, and there's no way you could let Carson Wentz go if you're Howie Roseman, and yet it's not gonna be good. And I'm not saying Carson Wentz equals Mark Sanchez, but just because some guys deal well with pressure from another guy, Tom Brady didn't like having Jimmy Garoppolo behind. But Tom him. Brady was better when Jimmy Garoppolo was around. Maybe he needs that. But they don't like some guys don't like that, and Mark Sanchez definitely didn't like it when yeah. Tim Tebow showed up. Some guys crumble from that. Do you think Carson Wentz in that mean town, this is some, some Dakota kid, is gonna deal well with like not as good as Foles? Like. What are you talking about? I'm blatantly better than that guy. <laughs> nope, not you. Hey, calling into calling into WIP to, to <laughs> vent about how Foles should be our guy. I like your Philly fan. Is that how they talk? Yeah. I don't know. Water ice. That's the only other Philly thing. Cheese steaks. I also don't like, and you're right, but I don't like that the Steelers need to be able to run the ball. They throw the best receiver in the NFL out there. They throw Juju. Stand. And Stand. if James Washington and Vance McDonald, they can't make a go of it. Best offensive line in pro football. They can't throw the ball 100%. Say, hey, guess what, defense? We're, we're going to tell you ahead of time to make it fair. We're not going to even try to run oh. the ball. They should be able to put uh, 35 on the board. A lot of me thinks that's Ben, but also given what we've been talking about with NFL defenses and how they've adjusted to these pass-first offenses and how they're letting teams run, maybe this is a zigzag situation. Maybe It's funny, everybody after Chiefs-Rams, so the Rams didn't run the ball at all in that game. The epic Monday Night Football greatest game in NFL history, yada, yada. Changed football forever, except it didn't apparently, but the Rams barely ran it, right? So people are saying, well, what's the deal now? Why can't they just throw it out? Well, the difference is the Chiefs defense is terrible. Okay, so that def- that game taught us nothing about NFL offense. And so, yeah, maybe if, if you're the Steelers or the Patriots or whatever, you got to run the ball because these defenses can handle a pass-only offense right now. Zig. I, I like it. And by the way, to go back to your earlier question about the Chiefs or your comment that they go to the Super Bowl, the, my <laughs> takeaway from all things of that game besides Tyreek Hill and, uh, and what he did and the way he rose above for the players in that game on both sides. What what stood out to you about this all-time insane game? Tyreek Hill. Never seen anything like that. That's consistently what the players said about that. What a, what a I mean, that was crazy to watch. Um, the other thing is Justin Houston, D Ford, and if Eric Berry can get right, they have enough on defense in the playoffs. If they get the lead, which they often do based on the way they play in the first half, that that's enough to survive. That's a recipe that we've seen work in the 21st century that if you have some guys that can at least get to the QB it can offset not a shot you, you may not be a shutdown defense but if you can heat up the QB a little bit that's why their worst nightmare is a Ravens like team you watch that game the Ravens they gave it to them because that defense can't stop that kind that's of right offense. that's exactly right thank you terrific <laughs> lots of fun the MVP what was your review 
Oh, A plus. I know you love Mina, and you're okay with me. You tolerate me. Was this right. okay? Did I did I service the guest well? You did. You did a great job. Spaghetti. I, it sounds like you guys have done 100 podcasts together. Is that right? It's very really? smooth. Oh, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly, yeah. All right, move over. Lenny, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, why hey. are you pipping my dog? <laughs> uh, but before you go, we do have the Shecky Awards coming. Ooh. And I wanted to just get your opinion um, because, uh, like I say, you're not just uh, smart about the game of football. You clearly know the game of life. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. Wally what Pups is, what's funny. the best one for you to ask, or for me to ask you? What's your favorite alphabet letter? Um, S. Because? Can take a single thing and give you more of them. Hmm, nice. I See, I'm snobby about it. I don't like letters that are spelled. If you spelled the letter, it S. wouldn't start with itself. It starts with an E. Oh. S. M A starts with an A. B C gets weird, you know? Hmm. I guess D is that your favorite letter? Not to assume you're a narcissist. Uh no, no, it's Q. It's oh, aspirational. Q. It's I like uh, I like the letter Q. Scrabble. Great Scrabble letter. That's also true. Huge. But also because Emma VP likes it when I repeat this, uh, this is one of the aforementioned overused Sheck bits. But Q is good because you, when you think about it, you think of it hanging out with X, Y, and Z. You know, like that's where it belongs. It's a weirdo yeah. nerd letter down at the bottom. But pay attention because guess what it's been doing while you think that, make that assumption. <laughs> it's up there hanging out. It's crept all the way up past R. It's right. It's, it's right up there. I mean, like it's in front of R, S, and T. Good for, for you, Q. Moment, you. Hang in there, Q. You had tricked me into thinking that actually in the alphabet, Q was by X, Y, and Z. I was like, yeah, that sounds right in right. my head because I don't remember where all the letters are. It's yeah. it's making a play for that top – I mean, the the snobs, the, the cool click of A, B, and C, and they're like, D, who do you think you are? Like, they're, we, we let you sit here, but don't push your luck. Q's going to wind up in that top three if everybody ain't careful. Did you see a story about the woman who got mad at the flight attendants for making fun of her child's name, which was A, B, C, D, E? You saw that, right? And it's, I, think, I think it's pronounced like absent. I, if I, if I, uh, I think ABCD, I think, or something like that. Not the arrangement I, of letters. I would go elsewhere in the alphabet if yeah. I was her. Uh, I think, though, but that that uh, I'm pretty sure that's what Marcus Peters got mad about. Somebody was yelling <laughs> to him about that on the uh, sideline. Um, most overused remark by a play-by-play or color analyst. They really want it. It's a good one. Wanting it generally is it's the one thing. Because because often, if you if you notice, especially in the playoffs, this happens. It comes down to who wants it more, <laughs> which is weird because they went to the trouble of practicing and working out individually and together and all the all the classrooms. You should have wanted it if you would have just. And the coach always says it too. In the NBA, even more. Hey, they just wanted it more than we did tonight. Well, that's uh, who's that on? Isn't that on you? Aren't you telling on yourself? You can't get those QB wins if you don't want them. I'm telling you. Best fruit. <laughs> hmm. I'm, I don't want to be like a fruit hipster because my mind now is filled That's with That's who light. you are. Be it. You know, let your hip flag fly. I really like plums. Okay. <laughs> Thus ends our conversation. <laughs> 
Mina Kimes. You should let. Can we just? You know what? I like her a lot, Emma. Let's just cut that out because you got I don't, it, yeah. it feels like that's a sour note to go out mm-hmm. on. Not unlike eating a plum in February. You know, yeah. not good. You know, maybe they shouldn't be sour if you're good at choosing the right kind of plum. And I bet you're one of these uh, Krispy Kreme people too, huh? Krispy Kreme. Donut. Plum equals Krispy Kreme. What? Because you have the whole well, the conditions. Okay. Oh, you got to get a plum. It, it's got if you don't get it in this uh, in this three day window in August, then it's not. It's a, a, that's not a good plum. It, you got to wait for it. Like oh, and you chill it. Just but put it in the it's fridge like for MV, like four it's, it, minutes. It, this is like the MVP discussion because we could be having. Are you asking me what's the consistently the best fruit or what has the highest highs? Like what's the highest ceiling fruit? Because yes, I asked you best. Right. Uh, a, a plum has a low floor. You're right. There's a lot of variance. Then in, how, in how, how could I possibly consider it for fruit of because the year? Because the ceiling is she, so But you just said it. What is what is your – oh, are you not revealing it? The yeah. reigning champ is the Honeycrisp, right? Honeycrisp apple. No, Fuji's are better. <sighs> Tell it to Lebetard. By the way, Lebetard, I get that one, and then we'll wrap it up here. But Lebetard, I get that one on social media all the time that he and I look alike. You've been in close proximity to us both. Do I look that much like Dan Lebetard? No. You, I mean, you have facial hair situation, face shape maybe, but body shape is different. I once asked Rocky Blyer, the American hero slash uh, Steelers fullback, if he was flattered by Hollywood's choice when they made his life story by the choice of the late, great Bobby Urich. Bobby Urich was still alive at the time when he played Rocky Blyer. Um, but uh, I, I said, were you flattered that that's who they went with, Robert Urich, to play you? At, was he handsome enough? And he said, well, I'm pretty handsome myself now. <laughs> Is when you when you think of that, should I be flattered or offended that people call me? Like, you say, you're spot on for Dan Lebetard. Well, you're asking me what I think of Dan Lebetard's looks. And I, I, I will say you should be flattered because he's a high-profile guy, um, you know, huge fan base. Um, yeah, I, I'd say it's a compliment. It's like, what, have you seen that Amazon commercial? No, I haven't. But that there's one that plays constantly during football. You guys have seen it. That was a good change of direction. <laughs> like Jalen Samuels out here. He's high, uh, he's high profile. <laughs> you know, can you feel it? Can you feel it? And then this lady kind of pokes her. So she looks a lot. I get probably told now 10 to 15 times a day. Wow, you, have you seen that? Am- yes, I've seen it. I've seen it. Boy, um, that's so offensive when people. You look so much. I can't wait to see this person to know what you think of me. It's also like going on a blind date, you know? Like yeah. the door, like that's what you think of me? Or like, oh, that's what you think of me. Wow, nice. Thank you for setting me up. Or like, how dare you? I tried to make some. You, have you ever used Bitmojis? Those like giant, you've seen them. You know, Wade Phillips does them all the time. Mm. Somebody said, can you make me one? And I made it. And then they didn't text me back for 24 hours. And I was panicking, <laughs> panicking. <laughs> so, yeah, it's always awkward conversation. What a pleasure. Not awkward at all, at least uh, at least on Mina Kimes' part. Me, dodgier. Like Joe Flacco playing football. I can't help it. It's, uh, that's all I can do. I'm inconsistent at best. All right, the great Mina Kimes, everybody. Make sure you check her out. She's all over ESPN. You can uh, listen to the podcast, Mina Kimes featuring Lenny, right? That's how you like it, featuring Lenny? The, the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny. Right. Track it down wherever you find your greatest, uh, your favorite uh, podcasts. Again, I mentioned already, make sure you listen to her on the broadcast with Emma VP. And uh, we'll talk with you later in the week as we get you ready for a humongous holiday weekend of Pro Football Week 16. Big games, big stakes. We'll talk about all that 
later on in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.